Hey, yo, what up? It's your boy Wayne Hiz, one half of his and hers podcast. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday and Sunday for the latest up-to-date content and episodes. As per usual, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Tap in with us. Peace. I want to rock with you. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. Let's go. It is your boy Wayne Hiz. And Vanessa Hers. Hey. Now catch that beat and catch that vibe and catch that beat. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of His and Hers Podcast, man. The cast, cast, cast. Hey! Like Wayne likes to say. Oh, we got the ad lib in the background. <laughs> um, where should we begin? Another milestone. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For sure, man. Thank y'all so much. We reached yet another milestone. Another 100 listens in a couple days. Um, we just put out another episode. Uh, man, I'm just, I'm very, very, like, excited to see that news, to receive that news today. Definitely. You know, like, it sounds, we sound robotic every single episode, but we're still really impressed with our listens. Yeah. It is hard to record right now. Our child is napping, so Absolutely. we're trying to take advantage. Yeah. And sometimes when he naps, we have to wash, we have to clean bottles, we mm-hmm. have to do chores, we have to go to the grocery store. There's so much that we have to do. Yeah, as they say, life happens. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But one of our things we have to do too is record. So we appreciate you guys. Most definitely. It's been a, it's been a whirlwind in this podcast space. Um, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, the ebbs and flows. Ooh, bars. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, in, in all seriousness, it's been... A pleasant surprise just to, just to know that, you know, your voice travels and carries um, to an entire different audience that just became introduced to us, you know? I think that's the most rewarding part of it. Uh, we do enjoy pod, uh, recording. Yeah. We always say that podcasting has been our therapy. And when we hear feedback or when someone else reaches out to us, like, hey, guys, even when it's an error, like last week, I know that we had a little... <laughs> recording error yeah. and a few of you guys reached out and told us like there's something wrong with the audio and we're like damn like people are listening people, to so, us you know, you know? Really listen you know so, yeah, yeah so we appreciate it we really do yeah and don't hesitate to you know continue to reach out to vanessa and myself um with any ideas that you guys have um topic wise subject wise you guys can reach out to vanessa on her on her you know you guys can message her reach out to her on the pod page her individual page and likewise and vice versa with me we want this platform to be um, a safe haven for people who are going through everyday life just as we are and trying to figure it out just as we are. So um, don't don't be afraid to reach out to us for sure. And a lot of the topics and a lot of the um, things that we touch upon are actual requests or suggestions from listeners. Yeah. Also, at times it is our life, you know. That's, of course, what we're going to be pros at. Right. And speaking of our truth and our experience, but a lot of the times it is people reaching out to us with their suggestions or their issues as well absolutely absolutely and that's what's going to make our platform a, a more well-rounded platform it's going to be with the help the aid the suggestions of you guys so definitely you know we want to be a think tank for you guys um anytime you guys have some downtime or you're on your way to work you're in the car you're at the gym you know however you listen to us however you listen to us is how you listen to us so doesn't make me none just give me another hundred listens <laughs> <laughs> just keep listening that's no. all we ask for so this this episode, I really believe, is going to touch the nerve and psyche of a lot of different people, uh, mainly because I feel a lot of people can relate to this topic and this issue. Mm. Um, 
like what it is. It's going to tug in some heartstrings. It's going to probably stir up some old emotions. Um, it's going to force people to think, which is what I want our platform to always be about. I mean, yeah, we could be about some the fuck shit and current events and everything that's going on in the world and shit like that. And that's all fine and dandy and important. But um, if you're not taking anything away from our platform, then I kind of feel like, you know, we're selling ourselves short. So with this with this topic, I definitely want <laughs> to stir some shit. Um, and, and always, you know. So we're talking about relationship traumas, man. Eee. Now, this is a this at uh, this what you say? relationship traumas. <laughs> relationship traumas for your mama. <laughs> or from your mama. Oh, hey. <laughs> no matter how you look uh, at it. You know? It's crazy because I feel like everybody who's dated, you know what I mean, who has an extensive dating history at one point or another has experienced some form or some level of relationship trauma. Would you agree? Of course. Like, and I know that that's a loaded question. Yeah, I was going to tell you. Like, you, know you just throw that on me. Like, yeah, yes, I agree. That's a loaded but... question. But, so, in today's modern dating world, I just feel like <laughs> people, I think that's why a lot of people, why dating sucks today. Oh, yeah. Because there are... Besides, like, the morals and the internet and the fast-paced life, of course, there's so much more that comes with that. Absolutely. Because I feel as though if people are taking... Like, you're trying to get to know somebody and stuff like this, but you're also unpacking a lot of the stuff that, you know, baggage or whatever else Mm -hmm. you may deem to be relationship traumas, you know, when you're getting to know somebody. So if you got two people, two parties, two opposing parties doing that... You know what I'm saying? Once you do decide to engage in a relationship or something like that, as our son Jody makes his uh, way into the episode. Sorry, guys. It's either Lorenzo <laughs> or Jody you have to deal with at this so, point. Yeah, but I just feel as though when you got two parties, two opposing parties doing that, and they're both trying to like unpack a level of relationship trauma, you know, if you don't, if you don't have the communication factor, that can go left real quick. Sometimes keep in mind, it's not even really like a trauma. Well, with other person might not even see it as a trauma. Right. But it is two different lifestyles coming together as one. Mm-hmm. So what you're used to, your lifestyle, the way you spoke to previous partners, mm-hmm. per se. Right. You ain't going to do that shit with me. You know, and vice versa. Like, right. it's exactly the same. Like Most definitely not. You, that's <laughs> what you have to unpack. Right, right. You know? Yeah. And with... A lot of things that I did in the past with other relationships, a couple, like, it's been okay. Mm-hmm. But then here, it's not. And vice versa, yeah. you know? I just want to, and then I think, because people, they'll hear this, and, like, relationship traumas doesn't necessarily mean you have to be in a relationship. No. You know what I mean? Like No, just with your parents. Like I said, you know it could be with your parents. It could be with yeah. any t- the influence that you have within yeah. social media. Like, that has a lot to do with it, too. Although, you know, a large percentage of this episode is going to be counteracted towards that yeah but like we also mean just relationships in general like with mm-hmm. your friends with your parents your families your co-workers like these things like you can have traumas when you go into different um you know new situations like you can go into a new workplace and bring in and i was gonna tell you let's start late let's start with work yeah you can go into like you know a new workplace a new employment and still carry the the trauma of working in a previous work environment and coming from a, a toxic culture of a work environment mm-hmm. where the people and everybody of that work environment was just super duper toxic. So now it's like, you know, you going into this new situation with that same stench or residue, you know, but that, it's not to say that that's you. 
yeah. you know, you want to go in, like me, I know I'm the type of individual, I go into things with a clean slate. I deal with people as they deal with me. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you, you know, if you're kind of, like, disrespectful towards me, like, I just, I'd rather people just show me who they are so that way I know how to deal with them. And I know that that's not, like, generally the status quo. <laughs> Some people just, like, treat you the same way. And I, I don't think that's conducive to being... To, to, to preserving relationships either. Mm-hmm. You can't treat everybody the same. Yeah, you can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, like... Yeah, that's a trait, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so that... Yeah, so how would you say... How would you classify or... or how would you say that those characteristics in, in the workplace tend to play out? So with work... Uh, in reference to work relationships and traumas, I feel like at times the toxicity is actually... It's attached to you, you okay. know? So you have to break those barriers. Like, you have to not try to be part of the gossip. Mm. You have to try to not be the hoe. You know? Like, mm. okay, let's be realistic. <laughs> There's jobs where people are party animals, where mm-hmm. it's all negative, right. where people talk about people, where people sleep around with everyone. There's a stigma. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sorry, them. I've worked at call centers, so mm-hmm. that's why I'm going based off yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Call center environments. It's, it's hot and fast, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's a lot going on, for sure. And I've dealt with a lot of, like, you're in the scene of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all the coworkers go out, mm-hmm. and we're all going to meet up to happy hour, and then someone gets fucked up and ends up fucking someone else, you yeah. know? Or, like, a boss, or, like, accidentally the coworker. now you yeah. got to go in. And, I mean, even though we met at work, that is not what happened between <laughs> me and Wayne, okay? As she likes to tell her version of it. Exactly. No, clear it up. I'm messing with you. But, no, like, no, you're absolutely... See what I mean? Toxic. You're absolutely, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Because it's, like, people get, like, the stigma attached to them for whatever reason. Um, and you, Or, like, the what? whole work, like, he said, she said. Like, dude, like, you said it a lot of times. We spend more time at work than at home. Absolutely. Like, me, I love the fact that my workplace right now is not toxic. Yeah. We all get along. It's, you know, it's a fun crowd. Mm-hmm. But it's not that toxicity, if that even makes sense. No, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Because you've been, as as have I, been in work environments oh, where it's Everybody like, knows your business. Yeah, everyone thinks you're like sleeping with everyone. Like, the work itself is not necessarily a drag. It's the damn people. But it's like the, the office environment mm-hmm. is what's contributing to making work seem like, or feel like work. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. And that's 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 the part to where it's like, fuck. And it's now now imagine if you hate your job and then you have to go yeah. <laughs> and, and deal with Which that. Which has been a lot of You know cases, what I'm saying? Like you know? And I know a lot of people, man, they just go to work and they got like stuff they bring, you know, they're unpacking stuff that they're dealing with at home and then they bring it to work and then on top of that you have to deal with this toxic ass work environment. He say, she say, and people on top of you all the time, you know. And I think that's difficult uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, your work environment because we've said it multiple times. Like, you end up spending more time at work than you do at home. Mm-hmm. So you do trust these people. Right. You do feel like they're your friends, you know. You do end up spending so much time with them. And like I said, at the end of the day, doing work events, doing happy hours, celebrating birthdays. So every single day you go to work, but... I think it's really, really difficult, or I think it's a challenge mm-hmm. for you to know what to keep outside of your work conversations, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's part of it, too. Uh, yeah. It's because if like you go, like, I've had right? that coworker that's always bitching about their partner, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we've all, I think we've all had that per- like person or worked with that person. Like, yeah. that you're just like, damn, does your wife do anything <laughs> right, bro? Or do you, do you know, does your husband but do see, anything right? With that, I automatically go to, well, damn, like, it's always them, them, them. But what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, In my what, head, I'm like, mm. yeah, like, come on. Like, no one's just going to act out. 
for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even if they're, even if what you perceive them to be doing is wrong, like they're mm-hmm. not acting out for no reason. Like clearly you have to be doing something or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. um, but not. But I, that's I, something that you have to break also. Yeah. You know, like I get it. We're at work. Everyone's at work all the time. When you go in upset, when you go in pissed off at your partner, the first thing, you know, the mm-hmm. easiest thing to do or people see that you're mad and like, why, why are you upset? Yeah. What's wrong today? Yeah. This motherfucker today, you know, like automatically <laughs> it's. It's crazy. It's crazy that that's the like, <laughs> that's generally like the common denominator in those types of situations. Like, well, because we like, yo, like, damn, yo, you all right? Like, you know, you just give him like one of those and a look and is everything cool? And then, like, you don't really want to pry. You know, you don't want to pry. Yeah. You're, the, you're a coworker. You're concerned and shit like that. You don't want to pry. Like, mm-hmm. you don't want to force somebody to, to, like, you know, open up to you if they don't want to open up. But you can see it. Yeah. At times in people's body language, the way that they deal the with The no lunch. You yeah, get the, a lunch again. No lunch or the day that they, <laughs> right? Or the day that they even deal with the customers. Like, they mm-hmm. got an attitude with the customer. Like, like you know. Yeah, the, you mad, bro? You know what I'm saying? Long reason. You got a lot more bass in your voice today. You know what I mean? A little <laughs> bit more animated today. Is everything cool? You all right? Are you cool? <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I think that that that's also you know something that um have has a, a negative effect on you it does but it, it's hard to control like i said because these people become your family yeah these people become your day-to-day these yeah. people become the people you trust you know you lean on mm-hmm. you share with and at times we share a little too much yeah in the workplace it's, you kind of have to decipher and figure out like you know a who you're gonna fuck with b who you can trust and then c like um how much you want to, you know, unveil because, you know, you are at work. And then not only that, sometimes even what you unveil can be taken the wrong way. Absolutely. Like you, you just venting is not that serious. And then someone could be like, hey, but you heard this, this, this and that. Like, yeah. that's how it starts, you know? Yeah, it's crazy because like if you <laughs> in a lot of work environments, like I would make like, quote unquote, black jokes. And it's That's to like, not okay. it's to like <laughs> take the edge off, like to let you know, like it's cool, like I'm okay with you, like being like that. But some people, they're like, damn, like. But you you do that and you break the edge, but then some people take advantage no, of that shit. Some people do, you know what I'm saying? Some people do, but like, it's not something that you do all the time. But if you if you kind of develop a rapport with this individual, you know, you work with them a couple of years and you feel like, all right, cool, like I can make I can make this edgy of a joke cool i'm gonna I'm indulge with this person or i'm engaged with this person but it's not something that i would say that's con- you should be doing all the time for sure fuck no mm-hmm. yeah um but you know what something else i wanted to talk about was um relationship traumas as it pertains to with people's parents e. like you hear it all the time like women with daddy issues or you know people who come the mama's from, boy mama's boys people who come from a single parent you know household or people who are raised by their guardians or people who are adopted and shit like that. Um, I think those traumas definitely could probably be talked about a little bit more. Um, I know for me, man, I know for me, like, you know, my father is now deceased. He passed away in 2017. God rest his soul. Um, our relationship wasn't the best. Although if you ask members of my father's side of the family, they'll tell you that we had the best relationship. And see he, people always in there in somebody else's business and he was there and and he was always the best dad and all this stuff right and you're you like know, yeah it's crazy because like you know me and my best friend that's kind of like how we bonded mm-hmm. um you know same thing same scenario same situation for him so you know we kind of use the lack of having a father figure um 
when I say father figure, I just mean our immediate fathers. Like we have father figures in our lives for mm-hmm. sure. Like but, your dad was around. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I really feel like we took that and kind of like unif- like it, it unified our bond together and made us stronger. And the things that he was a either lacking or I was lacking, we would like try to like either facilitate and be that for one another. And I think that's kind of like how we developed the brotherhood. But I think I think a lot of people deal with that every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I honestly think it has a, a big time effect on them. Yeah. Whether they realize it or not. Mm-hmm. So with the parent relationship trauma, mm-hmm. that that's that's really loaded for me because um, I feel like because of the relationship that I have with both of my parents, mm-hmm. it did make me the person that I am. Mm-hmm. But at times you should let people in or you should yeah. let people help you. Uh, so like you just mentioned, my dad has been around always mm-hmm. and I'm a daddy's girl and we have a good relationship, but I do come from a split home where yeah. my mom has been superwoman. And now that I'm older and now that I'm my age, like, I don't know how she did it sometimes. And yeah. my dad, <laughs> even though he has been always around, I still see it like you're a part-time dad and not, no offense to him whatsoever or to any of you dads out there that don't have your kids 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, like if I feel, and this is just me speaking, but I feel like if you're not there all the time, there's no way possible that you are you could be 100% dead. Mm. You know? Like there's going to be nights where, for example, Mia's sick, mm-hmm. your daughter, and you can't be there for her, you know? Yeah. So that's what I'm focusing on. Like that's what, that's a relationship trauma. Like my mom made me realize like you can do this on your own. You can yeah. do that. You can be a strong woman. You can do everything you you can by yourself, but then it's like, I don't want to do it by myself. Yeah. You know, like, I want a partner. Like, yeah. I want you here, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with relationships because then she had other relationships and great that she was able to take care of her kids 100% herself. Right. But then it you grow up with that mentality, like, I don't need no one. And I, I did grow up like that, and I'm still like that. Yeah. I don't need shit from anyone. I'm going to do it by my damn self. Bad bitches only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoop de whoop. Woman mm-hmm. power. Let's do this. And that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a relationship trauma. Yeah. And I think, too, far too often, um, and I'm kind of glad you touched on, on my daughter, because I feel as though, like, for example, my mom, she never, although her and my dad had a falling out and they, like, their relationship didn't work out, she never bash my dad ever you know my mom never bashed well my dad. you've been around my, you know, so, like, my parents I, like i live with my dad mm-hmm. various times you know i would i would say two or three times just off and on and you know my mom like seeing her like being able to like pull the pieces together still support us still become a business owner still become a homeowner like like i have to like i just have to respect that yeah but i also can identify like man, like, there was some serious, like, there was some serious trauma there um, of her having to navigate, you know, the aftermath of my father, who, A, was the breadwinner at one point, and, like, now she's having to figure it out, being a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I see that, and I'm just like, damn, like, you know, I can salute Props that. Her, yeah. You know, but then it's like, on the other side of that, the, the flip side to that equation is, damn, like, well, where is this dude at? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, I think for me, like, seeing that, I often kind of, like, I think it's something that I, I struggle with subconsciously. Like, I knew it was always there, but, like, I always chose to avoid it for whatever reason mentally. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something, um, while I didn't allow it to stop me, because some people, like, they they just, 
they for whatever reason can't dig themselves out of that mental hurdle mm-hmm. of just like yo realizing my relationship with my parent whether it's mom or dad is never going to be this whatever you imagine it to be in your mind um but i think for me what kind of like allowed me to keep going was just knowing that seeing that my mom still was able to make something of herself after even in the immediate aftermath of her and my dad not working out mm-hmm. that was kind of like the closure that i think i needed like damn like if my mom is okay then should i should be able to be okay without him like in a weird but that's way. so dope that she never bashed your dad even though like you've mentioned your dad you didn't have that bond or that relationship like your typical or what we think of because there's nothing typical what is normal you know yeah. of a father son relationship mm-hmm. but she never ever disrespected him so yeah. then you never had that mindset or that in your head like no well you know typical yeah. oh your dad's a piece of shit that right. women throw out there and not my mom or yours right. luckily but women do throw that out there mm-hmm. like oh you're good for nothing father Oh, you're da 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 father, yeah. da, 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 father. You know, like, and it's yeah. like bashing, bashing, bashing. Yeah. How do you think those kids grow up? Right, because some women they don't even allow their uh, their the fathers to see their kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even that's I think that's Not a even trauma in itself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like big time. Like even though whatever personal shit you got going with the father or the you know the partner, that shouldn't deprive your kid of having an experience with the. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, and and some women. They get, they take that and they just like, yo, <laughs> like to hell with you, whatever. I don't care. Like me and you, whatever. We had a falling out. Our relationship didn't work out. I don't fuck with you. So you're not going to see your kid. And to that's me, that's so some crazy. crazy ass shit, bro. Like, like you're just not going to have your kid or see your kid at you know? all. And I just think that's crazy. You know what I mean? And yeah. <laughs> you know, now that we touched up on this and keep in mind, we're just free balling because we don't have a kid and we were like, let's record. So here we are. <laughs> but, um, the way I think that the way that a relationship is set up when you're growing up or what you see in an environment mm-hmm. has that's so traumatic too. Like it's a lot. Yeah. Now as an adult I understand it. Yeah. Like say for example the people that live in a violent home. Mm-hmm. Like what does that give you? It's okay for yeah. you to go out and swing at someone? Right. It's okay for you to disrespect your partner? Right. Is it okay for you to do like you know everything that is not okay to do clearly? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy because, like, growing up, like, I grew up in probably, like, the roughest area in Long Beach. Like, and, like, I think back to when I was a kid, and I just think about, like, my maturation process as a man was sped up. But, again, as you're navigating, as you're in it, you don't see it or you don't at feel all. it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, growing up, like, I've been, I was babysitting my sister my siblings at, like, 13, 14 years old. You know what I mean? Like, damn, like, that's not normal. But, you know, mom's out hustling, doing what she got to do, right? So I would see a lot, though, as mm-hmm. a kid. Like, I would see people get stabbed. I would see people get shot. Shit, our house got broken into. My mom's car got broken into. But, again, when you grow up in these types of environments, you're not thinking, like, fuck. Like, you know, you just always... You in, grow accustomed to it. Yeah, it's normal. It's almost... You're almost immune to it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And you're you're in survival mode. So, like, my head is always on a swivel. Even... Mm-hmm. Which is weird now. Like, I don't, we don't live in like a fucking horrible neighborhood, but I'm just all, like, it's always a part of you. You know what I mean? You're almost kind of like traumatized in a sense of, mm-hmm. damn. Like, you see someone sketchy and left the foot trying to steal, like, you know automatically. I mean? And it's like someone's looking for directions. Facts. They're lost. Like, they're seriously <laughs> lost. And you're thinking, like, yeah. why are they looking all weird? Like, they're trying to steal. Like, you go and think mm-hmm. negative automatically. So, even so much so that even when I got out of that environment entirely. Oh. And we are going to take a brief intermission. We will be back.
And that was just a preview of how we will keep recording from here on. <laughs> just a brief intermission. But yeah, go ahead and pick back up on your last, your last point. So, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much, um, yeah, I feel like every relationship, even with the, with the parent, like it's mm-hmm. cycles that you have to break. Right. And like I said, maybe when we were younger, certain things we didn't see there was anything wrong with. And there's, it's not that, I don't want to say that there's anything wrong. Right. In particular with it mm-hmm. but then when you grow up it's like well shit can't continue like this you Word. know Word. that's all it is mm-hmm. i agree um yeah it's because it's a vicious cycle and that's something that you don't want to continue you know you don't no one ever wants to continue perpetuating certain narratives um or carrying carrying on certain traumas that you feel have like beset you or kind of set you back mm-hmm. in any way so i know for me I think that's why it was important, like, even though um, I was fortunate enough to go to, like, private school and see people who don't look like me and, like, um, be being in, be in those environments, it was crazy because, like, I just, like, I always, always tell the story to certain people, like, um, I had trauma from, like, it was my last high school game ever, like, basketball-wise, and my, like, my pops wasn't there, and, like... Well, you said no one showed up, right? Yeah. And so, like, it was a black family that actually stood in and, and sort of acted out as my parents. That is so crazy. That's they, so nice of them. They recognized the moment, the severity and the, you mm-hmm. know, the seriousness of the moment. And, like, I still, I carried that with me for, like, many years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, even, and it's crazy you mentioned that. So, even with things like that, like, I tell you, like, I want us to try to be there for Lorenzo as much as we can. Because even though um, my mom is a single mom, like I had mentioned before, my dad has always been in the picture. But those are things that I remember. Right. Like, I don't, I was in chorus. Yes, mm-hmm. I was in chorus. Mm-hmm. And my dad always, always, always has made it yeah. to my events. And, you know, you remember that. Yeah. You carry that with you. For sure. But then, like I said, I know, I'm sure my mom spent nights alone with me being sick or... A day when, you know, it's just not a good day for Vanessa. And yeah. my mom has to deal with it by herself. Word. And those are the things that it's traumatic. Like, oh, yeah, I remember my dad not being there. Yeah, it's the stuff that you carry with you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, you know, I remember <laughs> I remember being in those environments. Like, people, uh, and you know, when you're in a, pro- a private school environment, I'm not going to say every situation or every scenario is like this, but most of those kids are like come from two parent homes. Yeah. They don't have to worry about their next meal. They don't have, they have insurance, life insurance. They, you know, they have access to all, like, they have a bevy of resources mm-hmm. at their disposal. Disposable income, you know, they're, they're going to theme parks, just, you know, <laughs> shit that like. Small stuff that you're yeah. like, it's not even a big deal, but it is. Big time. And here I am, I'm on work scholarship. <laughs> paying my high school tuition <laughs> you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was just like it was a tale of two things but I'm very very grateful having gone through that experience but I did carry some trauma with me out of it you know what I'm yeah. saying yeah and it's I I feel like it's built you to be a better parent oh yeah it, just a better person just a better man overall in general um, because it taught me like true values true integrity you know it, it I actually developed a lot of morals and a strong worth I think because of that because not it's one thing to carry trauma, but it's another thing to know that, like, you're the sole purpose of whether or not you're going to eat or not. Yeah, that's <laughs> You know crazy. what I mean? Like, that's a different kind of pressure. And coming from the environments that I derive from, 
it's it's either it's kind of like sink or swim, kill or be killed. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I hate to say it in like those types, you know, use that that strong of terminology, but it really is that way for a lot of us where I come from. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, and uh, I was gonna mention some of these things. I didn't even realize how harmful they were. Mm-hmm. Not traumatizing to that point, but harmful. Now that I am a parent. Yeah. And it's only two months in and I'm thinking like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make my kid feel like this. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that Lorenzo feels that he's safe with me, that he can come to me, yeah. that we can be friends, you know, regardless of whatever. But it is shit that I have to work with myself mm-hmm. and break that cycle, you know? Yeah. It's crazy because, like I tell people, like age is a state of mind because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who grow older like there are a lot of people who who grow older right but they don't like their age in terms of the, the numerical they're just attached to like how old they are their birthday mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily gain like wisdom and shit like they don't grow <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so it's a difference in my opinion between aging and growing oh yeah definitely you know what i mean some people are like they're just still stuck on the shit that they Being did in 20. high school or the mm-hmm. shit that you know they used to do and it's always past tense and it's never um you know present time or like you know even future at that point yeah they like they don't talk about the things and it's crazy because you know a, a tall tale sign for me about people as it relates to trauma and the things that they're trying to get over if i see an individual is trying to clear a mental hurdle um or something about them um are those individuals who the way you treat people who can't do anything for you mm-hmm you know what I mean? Like I, I know some very, very successful people. I've been fortunate to have a lot of successful people in my realm. And I I really watch how they conduct people that can't do anything for them. And they just do it with such grace and such class and such humor. Um, humility, excuse me. And they're very, like, they're just class personified. Mm-hmm. And I marvel at those types of individuals that can still be selfless enough to treat individuals with that kind of humility. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shows it, a lot of them. Says a lot yeah. about them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because As a person. Especially in today's modern times, like, you know, common courtesy is not so common. Mm-hmm. You know, like people are always in a rush. They'll flick you off. They'll cut you off in <laughs> traffic. It's 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 crazy. Like when you really think about it. And I, I often wonder, like, what kind of tra- what kind of traumas are people unpacking? Like even people who have it together. Yeah. Quote unquote, for the most part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we all have our battles, you know, whether um, outwardly or, co- co- you know, covertly. You know, there's a lot of things that people tend to deal with and they either keep it under wraps or they find a way to cope with it. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, drugs is a big portion of that <laughs> for a lot of people today. These kids today, they just like... Popping everything You know what off. I mean? Remember, like when we were growing up, it was dare. Like, say no to drugs. <laughs> yeah. Like, now it's like, take drugs. Same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wait, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. What changed? <laughs> you remember the dog? What was his name? <laughs> yeah, Rough McGruff, yeah. something like that, right? Yeah, like he was a, he was the dare. He was on the shirt with yeah. the you know with the D dot. Stay A-D-R. sane. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. You know, saying times are really changing. I mean, that was that was last week's episode. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but something else I wanted to get to, and I think this is what people really want want us to touch on, babe, is dun, dun, dun. relationship trauma. Actual dun, dun, dun. relationship trauma. <laughs> I think a lot of motherfuckers got relationship trauma. You can kind of see it, like, in the way that people carry themselves, just by the shit people post, um, the shit that they subject themselves to. Yeah. Like, the shit that, like, you. it's crazy because, like, you could, it's almost like you can almost see it. Like, a group of people might go out, right? And, like, you can see them, like, they out, they this, they that. But it's like, 
it's like they either on some like man bashing shit or women bashing shit and it's just like yo like why are you you can't just go out to have a good time right why you can you can but it'd be like fuck but niggas. mostly people don't no it's like <laughs> fuck niggas or this that the third like i ain't trying to get at you da, da. like why does everything have to be about like that yeah you know what i'm saying like conquering the night or did you leave with anybody like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's like always something like why does it always have to be something? And to for me, that tells me that that individual has a lot of trauma, because if you can't just go out and just have a, enjoy a good night out with friends, whether it's a group of guys or a group of women, you know, and it it doesn't have to be like you there shouldn't be no ulterior up. motive as mm-hmm. to try to fuck somebody or you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's crazy. The, like the shit that you you know balance and base your night upon, like the night goal. What, yeah, whether it's <laughs> successful or not. Like what are we like? 20, 25? <laughs> right? <laughs> What's happening, man? But, like, unpack that. Like, do you think that... What, what's your thoughts on that? Damn. Well, once again, it's very loaded as well, you know? know? I think a lot of times it's our mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of times it could be the stage that you're in also. Yeah. Because, I mean, been there, done that, you know? Right. I have been that person that I need to go out today. Fuck it. I'm going to see what I can get for free. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see what I can do. I'm going to see what's going to happen. And you do go out with that mindset, Facts. you know, and the times that you go out and that doesn't happen or mm-hmm. it doesn't turn out the way you expect it to, mm-hmm. it's a fucked up night. Yeah. Even though you had a good time. Right. It's like, oh, fuck, I, this didn't happen according to you or I didn't get this much attention or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like you really didn't have a good time just <laughs> out, you know, mm-hmm. but it was mindset or yeah. it was in the face that you're in or whatever you want to call it. I, I, I would stay right there what you just said with, with regard to mindset because... If your if your intent is to go out and fuck somebody, whether it be a dude or a girl, whatever, whomever, right? Love is love. Sometimes it's not even fucking, but no, or, or whatever. Get a guy's number, whatever. Get a guy's attention, something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel as though, okay, cool. Like, I bet. Like, if that's your end game, there, right? Okay, so you do that, then what? <laughs> like, are you gonna like? Is, is that gonna make your night amazing? Yeah, like, is that gonna like? swing the pendulum (laughs) you know what I mean like come on man like you know what I'm saying why just not go out if something happens organically cool like let it happen organically a dude approach you he buys you a drink you know what I mean come dancing he dancing on you your girl making faces behind your shoulder you know what I mean we've we've been there we've been there done that so I'm gonna go ahead and touch I think the biggest trauma for women uh, that have been lied to okay the trust part Okay. That's hard to do again. I think that's very difficult to get over. All right. Jump over, mm-hmm. understand, mm-hmm. and trust again. Mm. So because touch on all of those. Elaborate, explain. So, what I mean with uh, me saying that is you go into a new relationship, and right. this is just an example, you know, it's not us, okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But (laughs) you go into a new relationship and your previous partner would always, you would always catch him lying, not Mm. particularly cheating, but doing shit he shouldn't. Mm. Maybe flirting, maybe messaging people. That's the number one thing, right? Right. Messaging other people, entertaining shit on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, whatever it is. Right, right. And you go into a new relationship and your mindset's like, man, can I really trust this whole? Mm -hmm. Can I even really trust this person, you know? Mm With everything. Yeah. That's trauma. Yeah. Like, you in the back of your mind always thinking, like, but the what if. Right. But the what if. Or what's going on, you know? Yeah. And that's crazy because, like, as a guy, the first thing that comes to a guy's, a guy who's trying to court you or get at you or whatever, right? 
if he gets a sense of that, the first thing he's going to think is, man, that shit ain't got nothing to do with me. Why are you allowing whomever or whatever interactions you had prior to me, why are you allowing that to affect us currently? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that should have no bearing. Like, your interactions with dudes that didn't work out should have no bearing on us yeah. moving forward. Whether mm-hmm. we, whether or not we're going to be together or kick it or what. Or well, happen. maybe he is going out of his way to have your full trust, mm-hmm. you know? To do things correctly. Right. To be honest. To be loyal. Right. But in the back of our head, a lot the of trauma times... trauma still is yeah. there. Yeah. The trauma is... And that's a difficult part to sift through as, as a... You know, and that's not gender specific. That could be male or female. Um... Because at times, as a guy, like, you know, shit, like, I, I didn't been cheated on in relationships before. And it is a difficult thing to get over, you know what I'm saying? But how you, mindset is also very, very key. Because, like, my mindset, like, before, like, before I was in, like, when I was younger, I could say that I honestly didn't compartmentalize with the cheating portion of it. Like, I didn't handle it correctly. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, damn, like, you know, I was trying to, like, be tit for tat like oh you cheated on me well fuck that like I, I not only do i want you to see me but i want you to see me with somebody who looks as good or better than you and like i hope you fucking like fuck i hope you get fucked over <laughs> you oh, know what i'm saying like you know in your younger days that's that's how it is like it's, mm-hmm. it's you more tit for tat and i'm a vengeful person anyway by nature so as i've gotten older like i i've learned to like i don't always have to be i, I don't always have to get the last word in edgewise i don't always have to like be that vengeful just to say like oh i hope something happens to you mm-hmm. like no nah, like i'll let the universe figure you out yeah you know what i mean and mm-hmm. i've learned to do that and i think i've been better off because of it but that trauma still did like it for, fucked with you fuck yeah for a number of years you know what i'm saying because like that shit that was like i guess you could say like what i would classify as like real heartbreak um because at the time i was really into the person but yeah like that shit stays with you like you know you you wondering like if, if somebody, if this person's cheating on you or if this person's being genuine, even throughout the talking stages, you know what I mean? Y'all, need, y'all not even there yet to a point of a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's just like, even in the talking stages, like, man, do I want to waste my time? Is she aiming other niggas? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, just, it's just a bunch of shit that's going, like, that you're playing through your mind because you're coming off of something that just happened to you traumatically. Or sometimes you're the one fucking traumatizing people and doing the dirt, you know? That too, for sure. Let's be real. That too. Eventually, yeah. Like, cause, I mean, you know, you definitely... I mean, shit, we both been on both sides of the equation, right? Well, I I, I, I have. Let me speak well, for Well, me. me that I know of, I've never been cheated on straight okay. up, that I know of, oh, like, I caught someone red-handed. Yeah. But do I think that these motherfuckers were cheating? Probably. Mm. Yes, let's be realistic, okay. you know? Right. You're dealing with fast-paced lifestyles. You're going to yeah. deal with fast-paced men, you know? Yeah, facts. Let's be realistic. No, and I'm real. sure a lot of times, I mean... Yeah. That I got played, I'm sure I did. I didn't know that at right. the time. I didn't catch it red-handed. I didn't see it. Right. But I'm sure. Right. Would you say any of that affected you, though? Yeah, then I became... I hate this term. I But, like, the, the player. I a became savage. a player. <laughs> you know? And I just didn't give a fuck. Like, that's what it became. Yeah. So, like... Okay, so answer me this, then. Because you, you, just, hit, you just hit something. Uh, so, do you think... Do you feel people who have the have a tendency to play people do you think they have trauma i would say yeah yeah big time right? big time because there's no way that in your mind that you can convince yourself that me having these or me correlating with two three four however many individuals <laughs> you know what i'm saying that i'm facilitating these interactions with these individuals 
and making them believe like you know everything's shit is bomb. handy dandy and we're a hundred and Word. you're my, you my one and only so and that's tra- like for me that's trauma in itself because it's like damn like yo and honestly i think when you're doing that the most toxic trait is you you're not sitting down to think of the other person like you're not thinking nah. of that person's intention honestly, it's a rush you're not thinking of their honest like feelings towards you you're mm-hmm. not thinking even if they're a fucking good catch nah, it's a rush. you know sometimes you're dealing with different type like well i'm speaking for my this one i am speaking as myself yeah you know and sometimes you're dealing with different types of men yeah and it's like you have a piece of shit guy and then mm-hmm. you have a good guy and you're treating all of them the same yeah it's like i don't care it's, it's just like like i said in the you like you kind of living in the moment mm-hmm. like i That's know for me is. i was throwing caution to the wind and i was like going for it. i was like man this bitch just cheated on me fuck that i like in my mind i wanted every girl to feel cool, how honey. she made me feel yeah you know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, whatever. Like, I'm lying. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Oh, yeah. Word. What? <laughs> like, I'm doing all type of, like, shysty, scandalous <laughs> shit. But there's trauma in that, though. You know what I'm saying? You don't realize it when yeah, you're in the moment. You just, you on the hundred. Like, oh, where are you trying to kick it? Mm-hmm, What's up? Cool. What? Two for 20? What's, what's good? <laughs> Two for 20. What's up? Geez. You trying to buy me dinner? Oh, work? Cool, bet. <laughs> like, it just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you just kind of living fast. You know what I mean? But definitely the trauma is all up and through there for sure yep um that's crazy do you think do you feel like did you ever get a sense of like any trauma like that your like parents were going through i think now as an adult when i when i myself go through certain situations i look back and i'm like damn my parents kind of went through this, you know, now as mm-hmm. an adult. And it's not that we go through something huge, like that even has to do with us. Right. You know, like we've said, we've came from broken homes. So we yeah. understand what a breakup is looking like. Yeah. And a lot of times you're just like, what? Like my my parents went through that. And it's yeah. like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. you know, you go back and you're like, damn. Because like as an adult, like I look back, right. And I'm like, damn, like, you know, my mom has six kids and. You know, we come from extreme humble beginnings, you know, like living in a one bedroom with her best friend and all her best friend's kids and shit. And then like ultimately, you know, elevated into like two and three bedroom apartments. And then even beyond that, my mom becoming a homeowner. Like I know for me, like, like looking at my mom, I remember being a kid vaguely just seeing her like have some like tear filled nights, not really understanding why, not really understanding like the emotional attachment. Like for her, it probably was just like, damn, like, how am I going to pay for this? These, my kids want to play football. They need school clothes. Like, the father's not really present. Like, putting, fo- putting food on the table. Like, working and then, like, also owning a business together. Like, it's a lot of shit that, like, I think about now and I look back and I'm just like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, mom's really, like, held shit down. Like, you know? Yeah. And you make it sound beautiful, but I'm sure, nah. like, that shit was not. And that's what you I'm know? saying. It was like, a wreck. Like, those nights, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure, like, those were some of the tear-filled nights that I'm alluding to. Like, yeah. she probably just was, like, she just was fucking tired. As a woman... I know as a woman and as a mother, you're just tired. Like, you just have those days where you're just, like, fucking tired. Like, I want to take my bra off. I want to lay the fuck down. Don't bother me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm just like, damn. Like, you know, with six kids, I can imagine she had many of those. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I know I probably sound like a broken record in the last previous um episode since becoming a mother. But you do become, like, automatically, you're just so determined to show your kid that, you know? Yeah. Like, you're going to do it all without, with help, mm-hmm. w- without whoever the fuck you need to. Like, Thanks. you literally have, like, a superpower. And I'm speaking as a mom, I'm sure you're a dad already, mm-hmm. you know? 
But me with Lorenzo, I'm just like, I have to do better. Yeah. I'm going to show him better. Yeah. I'm going to show him that there was better than what I had. And like Thanks. I said, I don't feel like I had a traumatizing childhood. Mm-hmm. But then when I look back at my childhood, of course I did. Yeah. You know, my I grew up with a struggling mom right. that had two kids on her own. Right. And with the dad, you know, that was there but wasn't there. Right. Like, let's be realistic. Was there but not present. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, and I can't say that. Yeah. You know, I can't say that because yeah. my dad has always been around. Mm. It's difficult. It but is. you see, you see how yeah. I'm traumatized? You see? <laughs> yeah, I just think that um, once you start to unpack a lot of these um, these trauma-filled issues, it, it really lends a conversation um, that you would, like, otherwise have either with yourself, with your parents, or just, you know, people of like caliber of the same ilk that have gone through some of the same things, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's why when you have individuals who are in your realm and they're close to you and they and that are relatable, when you go through certain shit, like when you go through certain things, you tend to fuck with that individual more. Like they gain trust with you more because mm-hmm. y'all, A, y'all gone through some of the same shit. B, you always been there. You've seen me go through some of mm-hmm. these things. And then C, like you've actually helped me clear some of these hurdles, whether mentally or physically or just always, you know, because I know like, my best friend he's always been like on some like positive shit like he never let me like just bask in my like sorrows like you know what i mean like and i want us to touch about like about that just because and i'm glad you brought the friendship because that was the next thing that we're gonna go into anyway Mm -hmm. but i know that you and your best friend grew up in completely different i guess lifestyles you would say and growing up as well like the way that you guys were raised And your best friend was always there for you regardless of. Yeah, so it was, I would say, yeah, I would say we were, we were brought up differently, but. In similar environments, but completely different. I would say, I would say, yeah, like we grew up in the same neighborhood. So like he saw a lot of the shit that I was going through, right? But he's an only child. Mm -hmm. So So that's already, you know? So he's like, you know what I mean? The things that like I asked for, I can't get. You know what I'm saying? Because my mom got to worry Splitting about... Splitting with six. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? She got five other ones to take care of. So, mm-hmm. like, him is different. Like, he has his stepdad and his mom, like, holding him down. So, like, literally, only child. He had every gaming And console. he still had his dad, right? Like, in the picture as his well. His dad was... I would say... I would compare it to your situation with your dad. So, then he was. I would say... So, it's like you have... I would, I would say, but less than that, though. I would oh, say okay, he was then, around, no. but not present. Like, you know, like... Because, in my opinion, Pat's stepdad is his dad. We're not supposed to say names. But. Oh, but. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> but, sure he won't mind. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, you that's, know? that's my but. best friend. Like, he's not going to trip. But in my opinion, his stepdad is his, his dad. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know his stepdad. Like, his stepdad looked, like took care of me, gave me money, like, always invited me over whenever Pat had birthdays and shit like that. It was like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, to me, like, he can never be replaced. But my best friend, I credit him because, like, he always kept me on a straight and narrow. Like, shit, he knew, like, he knew my mom's like struggling and shit like that and he would be like he would like he he did it in such a way that it was cool he was like hey man let's go to my house i got snacks or let's go to my crib like you know my mom's going to bring home food or my stepdad my, my stepdad's gonna take us to mcdonald's or go get us some food or whatever or let's ride our bikes my step pop gave us money to go get pizza like shit like that he would, he would it, take care of you yeah he would do it he in certain you. like subtle mm-hmm. ways like that you know what i mean but he would never just out, outright and come out and say hey everything all right at home yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? make you feel like, well, yeah. you don't got it, so I got it. You, you know, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think, like, as I got older, 
what I would do is I would to overcompensate and to kind of more or less thank him. Like I, I would always like grab the check no matter what. And like I, I never told this to him, but like I'm pretty sure he knows it now. But like anytime we went anywhere, like to games, to get something to eat, anywhere, like I would always just grab the check. Like, and shout out to him because he always gives us props. So. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause he's just that kind of dude. Like, and you would never know it. You know what I mean? But I and I know, and as crazy as it sounds, like I know he was dealing with like traumas of his own. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure it's difficult, like, having your step pops raise you and then, like, trying to figure out, like, like, do I spend more time with my stepdad than my actual biological father and shit yeah. like that? Because that's a battle that I had, like, mm-hmm. seeing my mom have boyfriends and, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, like, my dad pulling up at the same time her boy, one of her boyfriends is leaving. You're like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? What's like, <laughs> like, you know, as a kid, as a, as a teenager, like, you know, like, I'm yeah. just like, damn, okay, like. That's normal. This, yeah. This, this is what we doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, we are but, not. <laughs> that is not what we're doing. Wayne. Right. You feel me? But, like, imagine a 15, 16-year-old kid. I'm just like, who's she sending packages to? Why is this dude leaving? My pops just came over and dropped off money, like, you know, like little, <laughs> little money and shit for school. And I'm, I'm seeing dude, dude asking me, like, yo, you want to play PlayStation <laughs> and shit? I'm like, damn, like, do I play PlayStation with this nigga? I don't know you like that. I mean, like, you're my mom boyfriend and shit, but, like. I think we ain't cool, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, real shit, though. Yeah, no. That's not normal. That's right. not what we're doing. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I had... I'm telling you, man, I had to unpack a lot of this shit, you know? And I think it shaped me to be the man that I am today. Um, I, always re- I always try to, like, give respect. I always try to come across really, really respectful. I try not to um, bombard people with bullshit. And I'm pretty much, I would consider myself a straight shooter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to give off respect. But a lot of that is because of the situations that I, I had to I had to go through. You know what I'm saying? And I had to deviate from a lot of that trauma to be able to be this forthright with people. Yeah. You know? So I want us to focus a little more um, on the friendship trauma, right? I know that you said you were lucky, like, with how your situation and your best friend went. Mm-hmm. But what would you consider like a traumatic friendship or what has damaged you in the long run besides the fuckery you know which is all fun um i would just say the the main thing that's traumatizing for me as a as it correlates and relates to friendships i would say is when trust is severed oh that's huge when trust is severed it's crazy right mm-hmm. so it's crazy oddly enough a guy who grew up like in the same building as my best friend is a mutual friend of ours. He actually like tried to get at like one of my ex-girlfriends. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And like when I caught wind of this, I was just like, wait, what? Nah, not him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No way. You know what I mean? I'm just like, nah. Like, I didn't believe it at first. You considered him a good friend or Facts. just a good person? Nah, we grew up. We grew up oh. together. Like friends, like grew up same block saying he lived in the same building like my best friend lived in like three. we know each other's parents all yeah. that mm-hmm. my best friend lived in apartment three he lived in apartment two like he used to spend a night in my crib like shit like that mm-hmm. so yeah and when i caught wind of this i was like wait what like nah so i said all that to say this like when trust is severed it's hard man it's hard especially when it's somebody that you trusted like somebody that's a part of like your inner circle like mm-hmm. the brotherhood, like yeah, you know what I'm saying. I wouldn't expect son to do some shit like that to me. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean. Like bro, you ate my mom's meals and shit like this, and that's what we doing. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So when trust is severed, I think that's the most traumatizing part because it's like, especially when it's from individuals that you would never, these are the last people that you would think would do some shady shit like that to mm-hmm. you. You know what I mean? I think that's the most traumatizing part is just getting over it. Getting over the fact that, damn, it's you did this? You? Not you. I expected, I may have expected this from like a colleague, a coworker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not even a real friend, like an acquaintance type shit, but, uh, but you? Mm-hmm. Somebody I see every day, you spend it out of my crib, like you've been on missions with me. Like, you know what I mean? We push we pieced our money together to get a pizza and a soda and shit type shit. Mm-hmm. I, the last person I would I would think to do some shit like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I think once yeah. Once once you figure out that the trust was severed and, you know, this individual, you kinda like realign the and reassess the relationship or the friendship, quote unquote, with the person, and then you decide like how you want to move forward after that. Mm. how about for you for me i cannot stand and once again i guess it's going back to the trauma a liar Mm. like you're gonna say you're gonna do something you gotta do it bro and that did begin from with my dad because like i said when he would say like oh i'm gonna come for you this day or i'm gonna do this and then he wouldn't and it's like fuck you lied like no now you gotta do it Mm -hmm. you said you were gonna do it like you you Mm -hmm. have to do it now and i kind of grew up like that when it comes to relationships with men like I cannot stand a liar. You lie to me once, yeah. done. Yeah. I don't care how small the lie is. And when it comes to friendships, I feel like in a friendship, that's where you should least like that's the place where you should be more honest. Like yeah. a friend's gonna understand you, you know. Yeah. A friend's gonna believe what you're saying. There's no need to lie. Right. I'm not your man. Right. I'm not your parent. Don't right. fucking lie to me. Right. Which is even more crazy when they're like getting at somebody that you used to be with. Well, that or any type of lie, <laughs> like any type of lie, you know, like don't, don't do yeah. it. No, like, I mean, oh, no I couldn't lie. make yeah. it because of this, this and that. Or I, oh, I didn't end up doing this because of this. Like, don't lie to me. I'm not your partner. Be like, hey, you know what? I don't fucking, I don't want to go. That's the truth. Yeah. Like, just be honest, you know? But yeah, that's, that's yeah. a lot to ask for a lot of people, I guess. Like, Or not lie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Too if much we, to ask for, huh? Man, if we didn't have liars, shit. Abraham Lincoln will be on the 500 bill. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and no, I get it. I mean, we all lie. You know, What's I'm not going to sit here and say that lie. Real quick, this ain't got shit to do with the topic, but did you ever believe that lie, like, or believe that line about Abraham Lincoln never telling a lie? You, no, you ever heard that? Everyone, he, I didn't, I never You never heard, heard that. about that no. growing up? Yeah. It's like, he never told a lie. That's why he was on the $5 bill. Like, they used to tell it, what? tell us that story. <laughs> the man who never oh, told a lie. Shit. I never believed that shit, but nah. Nah, yeah. See, they were lying to you then. <laughs> see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I just think, man, with, but see, it's tough with like, that's why I, I'm, I'm a firm believer on like keeping your, I know it's a common cliche and I know people say this, keeping your enemies close, keeping your friends close, but the enemies closer. That shit is kind of true, man, because it's like, nah, people be, people be like trying to lying. <laughs> they be trying to like snake, do some yeah. snake shit and they do snake shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Like, it's really, really crazy. That's why like, I really value like my friendships that I have. Yeah. Like, I've known the same people over 20 and 25, in some cases, 27 years. Like you have to value those type of relationships, mm-hmm. especially in today's world, man. People don't care. People will be on with the next faction of people like that. Like, yeah. one minute they're kicking it here, next minute they over there, like, hey, bro, bestie, hey, we out, it's <laughs> lit. Like, <laughs> like, damn, like, word, all right. <laughs> I lose a lot of friends, but I feel like people just don't like my honesty, which is okay. But you know what I had to realize, too? 
I had to get over that. and see that's kind of I guess you could classify that as trauma as well <laughs> that everybody ain't your friend no you have to like you know what I'm saying and, and this is some crazy and that's so hard because you really do think of people as your friend like you're cool with me okay yeah. I'm cool with you and then there's next level shit like okay we've traveled together okay we really cool yeah you know oh shit you've met my family we're really fucking cool yeah and then you lie and it's like what yeah. happened you were already tier number four, you know, like we were already moving. Yeah. That's why when you, when you get And that's up, just an example. I'm not talking to myself. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying life itself. Do you feel, uh, do you feel people go out of their way to try to attempt to like find a ways to get over the trauma, whatever, whatever the trauma is pertaining to? Like, do you think people go out and seek therapy? Do they seek, you know, a psychiatrist or anything like that to help cope with um, unpacking some of these traumas? I think everyone should try. Like, if you know really what hurts you, what really um, damaged you, like, in the past, is something like we've... I think for us, and now I am speaking of us, um, we're really open with each other. Mm -hmm. And at times, when I tell you things that upset me or things that I'm not okay with or vice versa with even our childhood whatever it is like we we share with each other with the hope of one not judging the other you know which that's hard to do too yeah because a lot of things i might not be okay with that you dealt with your childhood Mm -hmm. you know and all i can do is be supportive yeah or try to be supportive and vice versa like you know when i'm venting to you about whatever the situation is or you're trying to help me it's not for you to judge me right you know and that's hard too Right. Sometimes I maybe I feel like you I feel like you're judging me, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I might feel like you don't understand me, which you might not. You know, but uh, that's the difference of you just being there for me. And I'm just saying this in general, like I said, we are very open with each other, which I do like and I do love that we try to work to be better for one another, which that's the whole purpose of a relationship and growing. Right. Which wish all of you that <laughs> and the best, you know? Yeah. Because it is hard. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, but it's not hard if you have... No, like, that's what I mean. It's hard to open up. It's hard to make it work. It's hard to build and especially build that trust, you know? That's what I meant. Yeah, but in terms of, like, conveying that, if the communication is there from both parties, it should be, yeah. But at times, it's us ourselves. It's hard for us Mm -hmm. ourselves to open up about shit that bugs us or things that have hurt us. Well, yeah, especially... For individuals like us, because like we're we've kind of like been tasked with if we don't do it, it ain't gonna get done, mm-hmm. more or less. So it's hard to break like, somebody. I'm gonna just do it for myself, by yeah, myself, and, as always. And aside from that, it's hard to break somebody out of the cycle of doing something for themselves when that's what they kind of like conditioned their mind to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I think that was key for us is just like realizing like. Okay, now we have this other. We have the other one. Someone I can lean on. Yeah, yeah, one one always has the other. You know what I mean? Whereas before it wasn't like that. Mm-mm. It was shit. I got to do this. Yeah. Or, you know. <laughs> me, me, me. You know what I mean? And I think that I think me and you kind of struggled with that early on in our relationship because you know we're so used to like you know it, it just being primary predicated off of our own sweat equity. Yeah, I completely agree. You know. But, um, yeah, man, I think, um, I think therapy, I think, um, having individuals that you can kind of like pinpoint and talk to, I, I think even reading, I think, um, 
I'm big on like actually formulating your thoughts on on like pen to pad. Like, you know, if you write stuff out, like that actually, I, I feel like it's very, very therapeutic. That is my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like um, listening to certain music, you know, whatever it is you do to liberate your mind and help you. Because all of this is going to be conducive to helping you get over and clearing these mental hurdles mm-hmm. and unpacking certain stuff, you know? I think a lot of times also we have to be okay with being by ourselves. Yeah. And not meaning like single because no, they, pre- you know that's completely yeah. different. Just preserving a sense of self. I'm saying by ourselves, yeah. like you having you time to actually sit down with your thoughts, sit down with your even your worries. You know, mm-hmm. like you really need to sit down and focus on yourself. And I think once you figure yourself out, you can help yourself as well. Right. Because how is someone else going to understand you or help you when you don't even know what the hell? Right. Is bugging you. Yeah. Or, you know, in that situation. Yeah. And I think that's also going to be key in, you know, someone's development. Like, because you're, you know, you can allow things to fester and you don't, you definitely, that's something that you don't want to do. You don't want to bask in your own shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's stuff, clearly it's bothering you, it's bugging you. You need to, like, unpack it, unlock, you know, let it out. And whatever way that you deem that to be, um, conducive to your mental health or just your overall well-being, I think you should do that. I think you should explore that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because those are those are only going to be things that are going to help aid in your solution in unpacking all of this. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, whatever y'all deem that to be, I, I would say go explore that shit. It's going to help you. It's only going to be conducive to your, you know, your overall mental health, your well-being, and ultimately conquering, you know, any mental trauma, relationship trauma, all traumas really, yeah you know and i think you have to be okay yourself for any type of relationship to work yeah that's meaning with your parents that's meaning with a girlfriend that's yeah. meaning with a partner mm-hmm. that's meaning at work you know like if you're unhappy shit's not gonna work out yeah wherever you go yeah. you know work's gonna be fucking miserable your relationship your home is gonna be miserable Mm-hmm. Your friendships ain't gonna bond. They're not gonna want to be around you because yeah. you know, like it's something that we really, really have to focus on. Yeah, and I think that's where the old adage goes, where it says, you know, how how can you love somebody else when you don't even love yourself mm-hmm. first? You know, you your center has to be. You have to be centered. Self love. You have man. to be whole. You have to be one. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I don't really feel like you can be that unless you, if you have all these lingering issues, underlying issues that are like plaguing you. With regards to trauma. Yeah. You know? You can't really be one with yourself if you have all this stuff lingering. Because then what will end up happening is whatever, whoever you end up being with, that's just going to spill into the relationship. Yeah. You know? And you don't want that. But yeah, man. You know, enough of all this trauma. You know, we, we want y'all to be happy. Find the great Healed. solutions. Yes. Heal out here in these streets. Go to God. Pray. Do meditate. Do. Go hiking. Go on a walk. A bike ride. A drive. Get you some, yay. Well, dancing, you know, <laughs> you know, like whatever, yeah, whatever write works. your thoughts out, mm-hmm. whatever works for you. Absolutely, man. But yeah, man, we're going to wrap this up. Man, this was a great episode. We hope that y'all take something for it. Again, like, rate, share, subscribe, Apple, Spotify, Breaker. Um, hit up Vanessa, hit up myself on the podcast page. We're always here for questions. Share, share, share. Yes. We do appreciate the listens. We love hitting these numbers, and that's why we keep coming back. Yes, sir. And as always, it is your boy Wayne His. And Vanessa Hers. And we are His and Hers Podcast. See y'all next time. Bye.